That's not English, Brian. It's German. (laughs) (laughs) So what I told you is true. From a certain point of view. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to A Certain Point of View. Hope everyone is doing fantastic out there. Thank you so much for joining us. As you can see, it is a two-person show for the evening. I got myself and I got Jill with me along for the ride as we uh, have some very interesting topics to talk about tonight. Mm -hmm. Jam-packed episode. Um, Two very controversial topics uh, and one preview of a big movie that's coming out this next weekend. Um, Molly was not able to join us tonight as, uh, as Brian as well. Uh, just not feeling too well, long weekend, long day. And so we're holding down the fort. Uh, Jill and I are holding down the fort today. Um, very excited to do so with you. Hope you guys are um, ready for this episode. Jill, it is Monday. Yes. Uh, you were home all last week. I was. How was it being back at the office today? It was actually really nice. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> By like Thursday of last week, I was kind of getting a little stir crazy. Mm, okay. uh, so I like, yeah, it actually felt kind of good to be back in and to like not just be a sloth on my couch. Nice, nice. Uh, so yeah, can't complain really. It was pretty decent. No, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Every once in a while, you kind of just need to you need to go in there, do your thing, yeah. you know, get yeah. out of the house a little bit. It totally makes sense. I get it. I get it. That's why hybrid's great schedule because it's like you yeah, get home a couple days in. I wish I was able to have that, especially right now. It'd oh, be, yeah, for sure. It would be the best. But uh, yeah. unfortunately, uh, my job does not offer that. So Ooh. that's that's a choice, as Ooh. Jill would say. It's a choice. choice. Um, but yeah, no, I'm I'm here. I'm hanging out. It's weird. I've I've a uh, this is either my second or third episode back on the channel. I think three, I think. Um, and I every think time I do main show third, like, yeah, maybe second main show. Yeah. Uh, it just, it feels so weird for me because I'm still on my couch and I'm not in like my setup. Yeah. Um, but I can't be right now because the little one, he's sitting right there, uh, in his swing, trying to get him just to hang out and relax. Um, trying to give mom a break while I do this. Um, so I think I'll feel like officially back once I'm able to sit in my chair. In you could my bring place. his little rocker thing in in there. Yeah, although the garage gets kind of colder than it does in the house because oh, of the fair. weather. There's no There's insulation, no, so yeah, he'd fair. have to be wrapped up like a freaking Eskimo. Hey, you know what? Sometimes you just gotta live that yeah. Eskimo life That's and true. Just get all bundled up and come. And I do have a space heater, actually. That wouldn't actually wouldn't be a bad idea. There you go. Yeah. So maybe you'll see me back there sooner rather than later. Although I am enjoying sitting on the couch, hanging out, talking entertainment with you guys. Plus, I have Monday Night Football on in the background on mute, so I can just peek. There you, go. you know, prime dad life over here. Um, <laughs> living the dad no, life yeah living the dad life uh no look thank you guys for joining us uh, appreciate it if you guys want to join the conversation tonight as always uh we would be obviously grateful if you left us a super chat if you want to leave us stream labs um stream labs link is in the description uh, i'll throw it in the chat eventually throughout the evening um uh, we have three very interesting us are doing a good job <laughs> yeah yeah for sure for sure um we have three interesting topics to talk about tonight um we're obviously going to start the conversation with the whole Warner Brothers fiasco that is with Coyote versus Acme. Um, another just 
baffling move by what was considered one of the most popular, if not the biggest studio on the planet, um, no longer anymore. And then uh, we mentioned it in our social media posts, but we all watched a docuseries called Escaping Twin Flames. Um, It was our little homework over the last week. And uh, I'm so bummed Molly's not here to talk about it. She's the one who like really. <laughs> I was, was gonna so say, was it homework? It. Was it homework or was it me and Molly going, Jake, Jake? Yeah, it, it was. It was more so you two just like watching it because you guys are weirdos with this cult <laughs> stuff, and then you're like, Jake, watch this so we can watch it on, or talk about it on the show. Jake, Jake, um, watch it. <laughs> yeah, so I actually watched all three episodes today, so I'm super Dang. fresh. Nice. Um, and it's then we're gonna watch. finish up. It really is a quick watch. There's only three mm-hmm. episodes. Yeah. Um, they're about an hour or so long. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you guys are interested, we'll get into it a little bit later. But it's it's definitely an interesting watch. And then we're going to finish out the show by talking a little Hunger Games. The new movie is obviously coming out this weekend. Um, it's a prequel to everything that we saw before. And we kind of have an expert. So uh, I'm going to pick her brain about some things, kind of see where she lands with everything, and then kind of get some more information for myself because I've only seen the first trailer. So I mm-hmm. really don't have anything... I don't have I don't know anything about this movie other than it Got takes it. place like 70 years prior. So yes. we'll get into that later. 50, um 50, 60 somewhere years? around there. I mean 60 it's, years, yeah, I think. Somewhere, yeah. It's it's a long time. It's a very long time. Yeah. Um but let, let's let's hit, let's talk about this Warner Brothers stuff, Jill. This is yes. yesterday was I think it was yesterday. Yeah, it was yesterday. Mm-hmm. It was just a nightmare of a day again for Warner Brothers. So the news came out that Warner Brothers is once again shelving a completed film. Now, granted, Batgirl was not fully completed, but it was in post-production. It was done. Basically completed. Yeah, it was done filming. All of the principal photography was done. They were in the post doing all of that. Decided to shelve it uh, for reasons that probably we'll never know. And then it comes out this weekend that they are shelving a movie that is 100% completely done. Mm -hmm. It was in the middle of test screenings. It was in the middle of promotion, everything. Coyote versus Acme, uh, the most recent um, hybrid animation movie uh, like Looney Tunes uh, back in action back in the day. Another Space one. Space Jam, versus Acme. Roger Rabbit. Yeah, exactly. Um, this one starred John Cena. Mm-hmm. And they were completely shelving the movie because of a tax write-off. They were saving $30 million for a tax write-off. Now... You may think to yourself, okay, well, what if the movie was bad? According to everyone not. on the internet, yeah, it was an amazing movie that was yeah. absolutely blowing test screenings out of the mm-hmm. water. People were giving it ratings that were like super high according to test screenings. Um, and then you fast forward today and Warner Brothers backtracked. They swallowed their Bullying pride. works. Bullying, bullying works, everybody. Internet bullying, <laughs> bullying works. works. Uh, <laughs> and because of the major backlash it received... Uh, they are, are going to be holding screenings for, I believe, Netflix, Prime, and Apple, I want to say. I believe and hopefully, yeah. uh, hopefully it gets sold to another service so we are actually able to see this film. Um, mm-hmm. Jill, let's open the floodgates because this is wild. This is like – so if it's one time, like it's like weird. This is the third because didn't Warner Brothers also do Scoob, the animated film? Oh, you're right. So this they is the third that. time. I forgot about Scoob. Mm-hmm. Sean reminded yeah, me of that yesterday. The, was, it was the sequel. I think it was the sequel, right? The it sequel was an anim- It was an hundred percent animated film, I believe. Well, because they did the they sequ- did the f- something sequel. I don't remember what it was. Yeah, there was another I think, one. 
That's so I completely forgot about that. But yeah, I mean, in one or two in less than a year, Batgirl and now mm-hmm. Coyote versus Zach Me. Mm-hmm. This this is crazy. It's I mean, if if like just the Zaslov being a POS, that list just keeps getting longer and longer. For sure. Like for sure. It's I don't understand the mentality of like I just don't get it. Yeah, you get a tax write off, but like you could be making so much more money. You okay? So Zaslov, like, like make it make sense head, to my brain. A studio head, you're telling me that in a day and age where animated movies are probably making more money than they ever had in the history of movie making, mm-hmm. and people just made a stink about a Marvel movie making fifty million dollars opening weekend mm-hmm. as the lowest, and it was a disaster because it made fifty million dollars. That you don't think your movie's gonna make at least thirty million dollars? Yeah, at least thirty million. Yeah, I mean, and it's it's John Cena. Like, just yeah. the name, just the name will bring like at least someone, kids in. You know, there was like someone yeah, kids, else in that movie too. I think as a, sure. uh, another lead. Oh, Lana Condor. Mm-hmm. Uh, Will Forte. Oh, fun. Uh, were the three main leads, and then a number of faces that you would recognize, not major names, but people that you would recognize. Yeah, I mean. John Cena alone, like John Cena alone, would bring in like the the huge kid because like kids these days don't really know Looney Tunes as much as like mm-hmm. we did back in the day. But like mm-hmm. just having John Cena in a movie brings out. And isn't he the perfect guy for that role? Yes, <laughs> like I know a lot of people don't like John Cena, but like I, he seems so fun and he seems mm-hmm. so sweet. Like I, I'd watch it. Like I would. Oh, get, like I watched Space Jam. Like I would. Totally I was so excited for it. I I was a so when like when we were kids, people were watching like different types of cartoons like uh, Thundercats and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. I was a Looney Tunes kid. I was one hundred percent a Looney Tunes kid. I'd have it on in the mornings. I'd watch it in at night. I'd have like uh, you know the the DVD or the VHS boxes of it. I was just a total Looney Tunes kid. Um, and when Max or when HBO Max first came out, I started watching reruns of all the Looney Tunes stuff. Aww. So I was very much looking forward to this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, also because I really like Looney Tunes back in action with Brendan Fraser back in the day. Yeah, that um, was good too. It's it's a really fun take on kind of what they're doing as far as like the hybrid animation. It's also mm-hmm. not a super uh, like uh, – just creative arts way to do animation like they did with the Space Jam. Like it was such a different style of animation yeah. compared to what just classic Looney Tunes look like where mm-hmm. it's just 2D and they just do random stuff on the screen. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I thought it was going to be really fun. It And then hearing that it got such good test scores really bummed me yeah. out knowing that, that we were never going to see this movie. Now, it is a plus that they're going to shop it around. And it's James Gunn too, isn't it? Yeah, he's producing it, and I actually yeah. not even wrote it, if I'm not mistaken. I know he's involved somehow. I want to say he actually might have written it. Now that you mentioned that, which did you see his tweet today about Superman? Which one? No, the uh, Coyote one. All he did was tweet a picture of Coyote. That's all he did. That's your. That's all you have to say to this nonsense, James Gunn. <laughs> that's a choice. He just all okay. he did was tweet a picture of Coyote. Um, well, because people pissed that he made the Superman announcement after yeah. they announced that they were cutting Ky- Agni vs. Coyote or whatever it's called. He's a he's a like, uh, co-writer. 
co-writer. Yeah. And so they were like, so you're not going to say any, you're like basically the head of WB creative now and your movie got cut and you're not going to say anything, but you're going to announce the Spider-Man movie. So like, yeah, that's probably why he was just like, here's a coyote picture. Like, yeah, it's also yeah. interesting that, and we don't know what goes on behind the scenes, but I saw a couple people making comments of like, okay, Zaslav, you're going to cut a brand new movie that was banging in test scores for the guy that is now leading one of the segments of your entire studio. Yeah. Right. Cause like mm -hmm. gun is essentially a studio exec inside Warner brothers. hundred percent. And you know, obviously you don't know the conversations going on between, between the two, but it does look odd that Zaslav's going to make a movie, a $30 million write off for a guy who is now leading a part of your studio. Yeah. Like it is interesting. Um, I don't care. Either way, like through all the mess and the garbage that is Warner Brothers right now, we are luckily going to see it. Hopefully, there's uh, no way we won't. With the huge backlash that happened, it, it would be like Netflix, Amazon would be stupid not to pick it up. I really hope Netflix does not get a hold of it because it will probably end up there and then die yeah. at some point or not I get pushed an, out like I it should have. I hope it's a prime. I, I think Prime's a really good choice, but I also have really, really love what Apple does recently. I don't they, have Apple T. That's like the one I don't have. Oh, Jill, you got to get Apple. I know. I have all the there's other ones. There's, there's such good television on Apple. For all mankind. I know. And Ted Lasso. <laughs> I know. Well, hopefully you'll get Apple if they end up with Coyote vs. Acme. So. Hopefully. We'll see. Hopefully it just ends <laughs> up on Prime. Yeah, I mean, I, I hope so, too. Um, I think they're probably the best option for it because it would be seen the most, I think. Mm -hmm. Most people who have an Amazon Prime account for shopping will have a Prime Video account. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, most people are probably like you, like, oh, Apple has a streaming service? Like, I feel like Apple I mean, I know still... they have one, but... <laughs> I know but the average mean. person, right, probably doesn't realize yeah. that Apple has a streaming service. Yeah. Um, they might think it's just like a hub for other movies and stuff that you can purchase and buy like you used to. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, Amazon is probably the best option. And I hope we see it sooner rather than later because it's pretty much ready to go. Uh, and with all the backlash, I mean, this movie can end up making a ton of money now that it's out mm -hmm. there in the public like this. And that's and yeah. Warner Brothers would be, oh, what great karma to Warner Brothers that would be if it makes a ridiculous amount of money because yeah. of what happened. Yeah. You're, tell you're telling me you guys are going to release The Flash, but you're not going to release this movie? Okay. Go off, yeah. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather see this in the Flash. I would have yeah. rather much rather seen this in the Flash. So duh. <laughs> yeah, Roadrunner over Flash any day. Yeah. Oh my god, I just Coyote versus Acme. Like just the title alone mm -hmm. gets me like so excited because he's the goofiest, most ridiculous character when it comes to Looney Tunes mm -hmm. and the things that he does. And now that he's facing off against the entire Acme line, makes me so excited. Yeah, so excited. Hopefully, we get so. to see it. I'm sure we will. Yeah, crossing fingers. Um, all right, let's go ahead and move into the next part of the show, and that is this Netflix docu-series, Escaping Twin Flames. Now, uh, like I mentioned up top, I was turned on to this docu-series via Jill and Molly. Um, and what's funny is that when they mentioned it, uh, I got a very funny response from my wife saying, oh, yeah, I started that yesterday, uh, which was news to me at that Beat point. Beat you to it. Uh, she totally beat me to it. So um, this, I want to know her you, thoughts. Uh, I think she's actually watching episode three right now. She's finished. Oh, okay. Um, Gabby, tell in the us midst what you think. Yeah. Um, so Jill, since you are the absolute cult fanatic here on POV, I'm going to well. let you describe what Escaping Twin Flames is about, 
kind yeah. of like where it comes from because you do a much better job than I would. So I'm going to try and describe it as best as I can without being like spoilery because obviously mm. I want people to watch it. Yeah. Uh, so um, it's about this group, this online group that offers courses for an exuberant amount of money uh, to give you advice and help on how to meet your twin flame, which is basically a spiritual term um, for like your, basically your soulmate, like your one true love, like you're destined to be together. Like that's it. Like that is the person you're supposed to be with. Um, and then, uh, I'm like, I want to talk about it without getting like super duper I know, spoilery, I know, I know. but like, so it's run by a husband and a wife. And I will say the first episode, the first 30 seconds of the first episode is the guy talking about like his $70,000 car that he just bought. That's right. That's right. Yeah. From like all from his cult, basically that pays him exuberant money for these dumb classes that he does. But it's like, it, it progresses to like something that's like, Oh, that's actually sounds kind of cute. Like finding your soulmate. Like that sounds nice. And it progresses to like, they offer different classes. They become a church they start offering other stuff. Then it becomes like your family is not, like not helping in your search for your twin flame. You need to cut your family off. So like it's very quote like very stereotypical. This is a cult. Um, and they actually mention other. This is also like relatively new. Like like this is. I want to like, say it's like twenty ten. Like, it started in like. 2016 2017 like yeah, very people, some new of, some of the people that in the docuseries that we're listening talk to through the three episodes they left in 2021 put it that way yeah yeah so it's all very new yeah um, and, and so it's still they, active i think yes yes it is right it's still active mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. so and but they talk about like other cults so they actually do talk about like the Nexium cult in it, like trying to say like, oh, we're not a cult. Dude, like, when that popped up, by the yeah. way, when it was so that popped up, it was uh, the leader. I think his name is his name Jeff, right? Yes, yeah. Uh, he had all of his members write an essay on why he's not a cult leader. Yeah, he I said. Like, they said watch. They said watch the vow and watch all the other Nexium documentaries that are out there. And then I want you to write up a statement explaining how I am nothing like Keith Raniere and how this is not a cult. And they were literally like, and we were studying this and we were watching it and there was nothing that we could say that didn't mm -hmm. say this is not a cult. It's wild. I, I was shocked at like some of the things. And, and so I will say this, uh, I don't think we're gonna spoil a lot of things tonight. Uh, I think what we can do is now that people know that we watched it, or maybe hearing about it for the first time, watch it this week. We'll go a full blown spoiler discussion on it next week with Molly because she's going to want to talk about it. Yeah. So you guys will be able to have the week to watch it if you are interested. And then we'll kind of blow the doors open if next week. If you're into that kind of stuff. Yeah. Did and, you enjoy? But, did, what did you think? Because you're so I, not into this kind of stuff. I actually. So I enjoyed it. I think I might have liked it more than The Vow, if I'm being honest. Really? Like. I, I think I like the way it was set up. And the reason why is because there is so much footage of what's going on. Mm -hmm. Like the vow. And I, and I thought the vow was very well done. The vow is a lot of just interviewing of hearsay mm -hmm. of what's mm -hmm. happening. Mm -hmm. Whereas 
because this took place online on flipping YouTube. Yeah, everything there's footage of everything, everything that's being said, everything that's mm -hmm. being done, and just listening to what to the way that this guy talked and how he would call people little bitches. And yeah, like, I and how I was he was Jesus because he yeah, like oh well, the <laughs> fact that he said all the Jesus portraits were him. I was yeah, like, dude, like. Like really, dude? Like Sean, Sean I, got really into it too. Like, well, from his lot, tweet earlier, yeah. he he was very invested of the tweet. Yeah, we were Which, watching it, and he was like, "Rewind! I need to take a picture of this and send this to Molly." I, I'd be like, "What the hell is this?" So I hadn't got to that part yet when oh. that was sent, and I was like, "You're like, what, what is see?" Happening? It takes it takes a wild <laughs> turn at like the end of uh, episode two. It takes yeah, a the beginning wild of three. Yeah. yeah, and that's what I was gonna say is like, there's a lot of crazy things that happen. And like I'm, I'm truly blown away at two things. One, how someone can get away doing this stuff publicly mm -hmm. on YouTube, right? Because everything that happened with Nixium was a lot of the time private. Like it was behind closed doors. Nothing was online. Mm -hmm. You know, it was it was in true cult status where it was. Yeah, it was like a it's Fight Club. You know, it stays within Fight Club. Mm -hmm. um, this was all out there for mm -hmm. everyone in the world to see. Mm -hmm. And that really blew me away. But the one thing that was like really sickening to me was the transgender stuff. Like, like basically him like forcing people. Yes. To, and yeah. him telling people, no, you're not this, you're this. Yeah. And because those people are so locked in on what's happening, mm -hmm. they're believing what he's saying. Mm -hmm. And like not everyone is going to get out of it. Not everyone's going to believe that. He's a cult leader. You know, there's going to be people who are going to be ride or die with what he is saying and doing. Mm -hmm. But for those people who eventually see the light at the end of the tunnel, and if they are one of those people who did go through that process, what happens at the end of all that for them? Yeah. Like, do they not believe in that anymore? Yeah. Are That's they why I really liked, with themselves still? Like, I really liked the inside of the um, – I think he was a – like a sociologist. Um, yeah, the the transgender sociologist. He, he was yeah, like a book writer, the author. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. His 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 insight was like because he was like saying how this is actually like yeah, it seems like they're super supportive of like the LGBTQ community, but actually what they're doing is like super detrimental. Like yeah. it's like terrible. So yeah. like his insight, I was yeah. So anyway, wild <laughs> like wild stuff yeah like jill said and that that didn't that was like held for like the end yeah the end, it, so. it takes this wild like <laughs> if you watch it you'll understand what we're talking about yeah um it takes this wild turn where it really becomes and it really shows just how much he wanted to keep everything within this select group of people like yeah and he kept anyway. I, I i love how he kept saying um he always said, uh, and I'm paraphrasing, but I'm I my my life is because of you guys. I'm making the big bucks because of you guys. You know, like you guys are here for Thanks me. Thanks for the thousands of dollars you give. Thanks me. for the thousands of like everything was just a massive ripoff for him. And yeah. I love you know you mentioned how they became a church. At one point, uh, there's a turn in the series where he says we're going to turn half of this into a religion. For the tax write-off. So, for the tax write-off. <laughs> I'm like, 
what is happening right now? Yeah, like, wild. how is this legal? And again, this is all public. Mm -hmm. This is all out there <laughs> for everyone to see. The FBI, the mm -hmm. freaking U.S. government. It is all out there for everyone to see. Everyone go it's watch wild. it. It's wild. <laughs> there's also, there's actually a second documentary on Amazon Prime about Twin Flames, too. Is, I think Molly said she watched it, right? Yeah, she watched because I told her there was another one. I haven't watched it yet, it. but I'm, okay. I'm, I'll probably watch that one this week. I might be, yeah. I might be Twin Flames out for just a little bit, but maybe eventually. <laughs> but everyone I can't consume, I can't consume serial killers and cults like you guys can. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, everyone look, go we're, watch we're, it. come back. Tell us what you Yeah, think. seriously. Uh, take the week. Watch it. It's only three episodes. It's a very, very quick watch. You, you learn a lot. It's, it's pretty shocking to see some of the stuff that's going on. Um, and like I mentioned, we'll do, we'll kind of just blow the doors open next week with Molly. That way she can talk about it. Jill will probably have watched the prime video documentary by then. We'll yeah. learn a lot more of what's going on. Um, and we'll talk about it more with you guys if you guys are interested. So, uh, check that out. It's on Netflix. Super easy. Um, it is called escaping twin flames. Um, all right. Well, to finish out the show, we're going to get into the hunger games. Uh, so the hunger games, the ballad of songbirds and snakes. Uh, comes out this weekend. It is the first Hunger Games movie in, I want to say, five years. I believe 2018 was the last one that we saw. Really? And I think so. It was only five years ago? I think so. Why would I feel like I it might was be so wrong. Much, why do I feel like it was so much longer? 2015. Okay, I oh. was going to say. I was like, it's a lot. <laughs> it feels a lot. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Way sure. off. Oh, you're right. They came out. 12, 13. Oh, yeah, they came out in four consecutive years. Mm -hmm. That's right. That's right. Okay. Okay. Um, all right. Well, almost 10 years ago is the last Hunger Games movie we saw, which is so crazy to think about. Yeah. Um, and so this one's a prequel. This one is set decades and decades into the past. And we are years, basically we are basically following the rise of President Snow. Mm -hmm. Um, what's his first name, by the way, Jill? Coriolanus. Co I believe. Coriolanus Snow. Coriolanus. I'm just gonna call him Snow. Yeah, Corio Tiger. I believe Tigers calls him Corio, but yeah, Coriolanus uh, Snow. I'll bring it up. Let's see. Uh, oh my god, it just says President Snow on Google. Thank you. So appreciate <laughs> it. Um, so yeah, uh, Tom Blythe plays Snow. We have Rachel Zegler playing Lucy Gray Baird, mm -hmm. and then we have Hunter Schaefer, who is from the uh, Euphoria Euphoria series on HBO. Thank you. Um, Call, uh, playing Tigress, who we saw in was it Mockingjay Part Two, I believe. Correct. She is the right? Tiger Lady, but she's not officially the Tiger Lady in this, right? She's full. No. She's still herself. Correct. Because um, this, because this is set. So this is set. Um. Uh, before, like the capital was the glorious, like super wealthy area that we know it as in. The original Hunger Games films. This is like they're still rebuilding after the rebellion. Um, so, so this like, is the tenth. It's the tenth Hunger Games. Okay, so sixty. So it's a decade after the rebellion. Yeah, so they're still rebuilding. And um, Snow is only eighteen years old in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, crazy. And then I also didn't mention, but Viola Davis and Peter Dinklage are both in this as well. Mm -hmm. Um, pretty crazy cast for a Hunger Games movie. It's a great uh, cast. Yeah, I'm. So there's a lot of things that I'm interested about. Tigris is one of them. I would. Mm -hmm. I, I'm very interested in seeing that transformation of 
Tigris. And I'm just going to, just for the lack of better terms, from human form to tiger form. You probably won't see that in this. But if they make sequels, which we'll get to. Oh. Because we'll um, I, I wanted to ask, I told you earlier, I wanted to ask this question for you. But um, I'm just super curious. And I mentioned earlier, I don't know a lot about this. Uh, mm -hmm. I've seen one trailer, the very first one. Um, I wanted to say pretty clear of it because I wanted to go in fresh as I possibly can. Mm -hmm. um, I like the cast. Uh, the trailer that I saw looked really, really good. And then last week, all of the first reviews came out and people are saying it's one of the best Hunger Games movies. Now, mm -hmm. I feel like the Hunger Games franchise is very kind of like just dependent on who you talk to. Some people really, really love them. Some people are in between. Some people only like one or two of them and despise the others. Um, but for the most part, if it's a, one of the best Hunger Games movies, that means it's mm -hmm. on par with either the first one or for some people even on par with Catching Fire, which I believe is the best one, mm -hmm. um, which I think is the majority. So That's the uh, second one. The second one, yeah. Catching yeah. Fire, yeah. yeah. Um, Jill, you've read the book. Mm -hmm. And you said earlier in our chat that uh, you actually like this book the most, if I'm not mistaken, I, out of all I of them. Despised the original Hunger Games books. Okay. Hated them. Okay. Hated the original Hunger Games books. Loved Interesting. the Interesting. Loved the movies. Hated the books. What What was it about the books compared to the Katniss? Movies? Katniss is mm. an annoying, unlikable oh. character in the books. Oh, okay. Did not stand her. Um, I I had I was not sympathetic towards her. Like if she died, I would have been fine with it. Like interesting hated her character in the books um i did however love ballad of songbirds and snakes okay and that, so, that only came out like two years ago huh uh that came out yeah uh like three years ago two three yeah years so ago. Yeah. pretty recent mm -hmm. okay um yeah I sorry are you excited ballad. for the movie after reading i that am book? i'm okay. really excited um and from everything that i'm hearing it's pretty book accurate um yeah i'm i this will probably be one that i actually like go to the theater to see mm, like okay. kind like excited for it um because it's it, i like i said i love the hunger games like hunger games is one of those series that i like will do like a every other year complete rewatch um and it's just interesting to see the world of pan m in this era yeah. and like seeing how it was before like the glitz and the glamour of the capital for sure um yeah so i'm excited for it i i would love to try to get out into the theater to watch this maybe i can talk yabby into going with me and uh having a babysitter for Bo so we can go to the theater because i haven't been in a theater in a long time um me neither i would i would love to go watch it i'm, I'm super interested um I did a rewatch earlier this year when we did our trivia on, on the Patreon. Um, and I really, really enjoyed the rewatch. I, I, mm -hmm. I remember watching them in theaters and really liking the first, absolutely adoring the second. Um, mm -hmm. I thought Catching Fire was incredible. I was down on uh, Mockingjay 1, and then I was just okay on Mockingjay 2. But on my rewatch... Yeah. Um, I felt a little better about part one, but I felt really, really good about part two. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know what it was back then. I think I was kind of coming off of the catching fire high, you know, yeah. them being in, in four consecutive years. Um, so I, I'm, I'm excited to see uh, what they do with this new one. Now it is, 
if I'm not mistaken, it's the same director as the originals. He was uh, at least a part of it. Let me see. I know I it's Francis, the original. Francis Lawrence did. Oh no, he did. He did the last three. Um, I know the I, original photographer from the first one is back for this one. Yeah, so Francis Lawrence is back, which he clearly knows this world. Um, mm -hmm. he, he understands President Snow, uh, you know, at least at an older age, so he can kind of lay the groundwork for what that character becomes. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I'm just interested in seeing what a Hunger Games looks like in year 10. You know, we see yeah. what it looks like in year 75. Mm -hmm. You know, with the glitz and the glamour and, uh, you know, the lead up to it. But then all of the games are so technical and there's... Well, you know, this is the, and... the big point of this Hunger Games is it is the first televised Hunger Games. Oh, I did not it know that. The first, okay. It is the first televised Hunger Games and it is the first Hunger Games that implement mentors, um, which is like, oh. what, like Effie Trinket is the yeah, mentor yeah, that yeah. comes in from the Capitol for um, PETA and Katniss. Okay. Uh, Snow and is Hamish, the right? Hamish was a mentor. Well, Hamish, Hamish is a district mentor. Got it. Uh, okay. This one, it's only the tenth Hunger Games, so they don't have a victor from each of the districts at this point. Got it. Um, so they do. Um, uh, people who go to like the main school in the capital are mentors. So Snow is a mentor from the capital who is assigned uh, the female from District Twelve, who is Lucy Gray. Oh, I did not know that. Mm -hmm. And so do they still pick people like they do in the Hunger Games? It's similar. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. I don't want like too much information, obviously. I know, but... Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to make it as vague as possible. I know. I know. But um, interesting. I did not know that it was the first televised. Mm -hmm. Okay. Maybe that was revealed in some of the trailers that I didn't see. Um, I don't know if it was or not. Yeah. But... I, I've been trying to stay away from it as much as I possibly can. Um so that leads me to my to the the question that I really wanted to ask Jill because you've read the book, mm -hmm. you're hopefully seeing the movie. Mm -hmm. Do you think there is franchise potential? Because from what I'm hearing, that this is this is one book and what the whole movie is based on the one book. From mm -hmm. what I understand, um, as in like, could they go off the book and like continue the story after the book ends or yeah like the, could they could they do more president snow stories could they do oh, 100%. More stories with some of these characters that we mm -hmm. more of the characters that we see in the movie 100 percent. okay yeah will they probably not um it would depend if the author gives them the right to do that before she writes a book about it yeah i was gonna say like I mean, I'll have to wait to see once I see the movie, obviously. I feel like The Hunger Games is a big enough franchise to where you could. Like, it's yeah, enough of a dollar thing. And it's it's one of Lion Gate, Lion's Gate's um, big temple franchises other than mm -hmm. John Wick. They have a couple others, but Hunger Games and John Wick are like the two for them. Mm -hmm. um, and obviously, if the movie does well, like, you're going to find a way to do a sequel. And I'm sure that the studio can find a way to deal, to make a deal with the author or something. Yeah. And I, I'm fine with seeing the rise of, of President Snow, but also at there will be 65 years worth of Hunger Games. Yeah. That you could easily tell a story for. Mm -hmm. Easily. You could, I mean, story. you could easily tell because you could even tell the stories of like the victors that we see in Catching Fire. Like I was me, just going to say, where is, my Finnick, where is my Finnick O'Dare movie? Yeah. 
me Hamish is because Hamish was also a quarter quell where they had double the um, entrance, so they had f- forty eight people instead of twenty four. That so every Holy quarter shit. quell they do something like different, you know. So for his, they had double the entrance, so they had two males and two females from each district for his. Now, who would play a young Hamish? Ooh, young Woody Harrelson. Um, yeah, young Woody Harrelson. That would probably be something young... where you that would be like a nobody. That would be like you'd have to pull that make the most sense, right? Yeah, that would be a nobody. Um, I'm I will die on the hill of where is my damn Finnick movie? Where Finnick is my Finnick O'Dare movie? Yeah, Finnick would be great. Um even even like even ones from Victors we don't know of, like what was the first yeah, quarter like, quell? The second or like what, well, the second quarter like quell the, was Paymitch. How about the thirty seventh Hunger Games? Like who yeah. won that? Like just throw a random number out there and create a movie around mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Like there's so much potential with this franchise. And mm-hmm. it's wild to think that you would think that like maybe a movie based on a killing game would get boring, but you can do so many different things with each Hunger Games yeah. that it would all feel fresh. Like at well, the end of the day, each one is so different. Like it's a yeah. different, it's a different arena. It's different stuff they put in it. So it, it's fresh really every time you see it. But they could, yeah, they a hundred percent could do more. I think that with almost a 10 year gap between movies and it getting pretty decent reviews, I feel like it's going to make a good enough amount of money. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the, I wonder what the budget was for this movie. A lot. A hundred million. That's not Only too bad. A hundred million is not bad. I, I mean, for movies these days that are making two, 300 million budgets, a hundred million is, is very breakable yeah, it's pretty yeah that's actually a pretty low i want to know what let's see mock what did mockingjay part two make just to see what the franchise was like then mockingjay part two made 653 million dollars yeah yeah they're making money on this movie like they're yeah they're not gonna break even or lose money they're making money they're gonna make a ton of money on this movie yeah and more than likely because of good reviews it's gonna get a sequel in some Mm -hmm. capacity whether it be on a president snow or Mm -hmm. another hunger games um but unlike a lot of franchises you have potential to do other stuff you can call them quote unquote spinoffs but they're not really spinoffs if there's 65 worth 65 years worth of games to tell. I mean, you could also you don't even have to talk about the games. There's so many other stuff you can also you could do mm-hmm. the rise you could do the fall and rise the of rebellion. District 13, the rebellion. Yeah. Like there's so many much there's so many stories in this world that you can talk I'd be about. For it. I I think the Hunger Games franchise is super cool. It's such an interesting world. Mm-hmm. You know, with the districts and um like how the hierarchy is. And like you said, kind of how the government switches back and forth and the change of regime. And obviously snow takes over at one point and and runs it for a very long time. But um, yeah, just, it's funny to think that like, obviously Katniss's story was huge and it's important and it ends up, you know, being one of the biggest moments in the hunger games world, but it almost feels like everything before Katniss was even more important than what she did. You know, like well, the rebellion. It was the build up 13. to what she did. Yeah, exactly. It was the whole like you're not. She's not going to get the districts behind her if it wasn't 
75 years of getting yeah. shoved to the ground, you know? Yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I hope that we get a, we get a chance to see more of them. Um, and hopefully I get out to see it. I would love to go see it in theater. Yeah. Um, you know, all of you watching it, if, if you guys have comments on Hunger Games or if you guys go see it this weekend, let us know. Uh, hit us up in the Discord. Um, I don't think any of us will get a chance to see it this weekend, but I no, think we're going to try to see weekend. it soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were notified earlier that Molly's only ever seen the first one, so that's where <laughs> she's at. Uh, Molly, stop your Avatar watch. Stop your Avatar rewatch and your Avatar do watch, a Hunger yeah. Games rewatch. <laughs> um, but at least Jill and I will possibly get a get a chance to see it so maybe i'll make yeah. a good point though if we got the first purge we can get the first hunger games yeah yeah correct. that would be interesting to see the very first hunger games because mm-hmm. i'm sure it went horribly horribly wrong um but you know we'll see we'll see otherwise mm-hmm. uh we're gonna be looking forward to the ballad of songbirds and snakes um comes out this weekend the rise of president snow begins um i think that's gonna wrap it up tonight a little short show Woo. Uh, quick topic discussions with Jill and I. Um, and like I said, uh, next week we're going to dive into a little bit more stuff um, with Molly here and try to uh, dissect more of the cult side of Netflix um, with, with the two obsessive uh, cult fanatics that we have here on this channel. Um, and then uh, we'll talk more movies, entertainment, TV, all over the Patreon. Make sure you guys are checking that out. Uh, the Q&A was up today uh, for this month. So if you're interested in that, go check that out. Uh, trivia this month is going to be based on the American Pie movies. We'll be writing trivia for that. And then the watch-along poll goes up tomorrow. And the watch-along picks for the month. We have uh, Corpse Bride, we have Coraline, and we have The Nightmare Before Christmas are the three Beaming. options. Um, and that is all thanks, thanks to Jane. Jane made the suggestions yeah, for those three movies for trivia uh and we decided why not put them together and uh see which one wins out in a poll for a They're good watch. cozy so, november films they are they definitely are and i've only ever seen nightmare before christmas so i would love to watch one of the others oh the other ones are so you would love Coraline. i, I don't I even know what they're about love, i mean i guess corpse bride is about a corpse Coraline. bride but is corpse bride a spinoff from nightmare before christmas no no okay just making sure because isn't there a corpse bride in nightmare before christmas no, there's Sally. Okay. That's isn't who, Sally technically a corpse bride? She is a corpse, but she is not a bride. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. She's well, a corpse. <laughs> patrons, that poll will be up tomorrow. Make sure you guys are voting on there, and we'll do a watch along on Sunday, which is this weekend. Uh, but thank you guys for hanging out, joining us. Um, all of you that were in here for the short show today. Uh, we'll be back later this week for more Patreon stuff, and then again next Monday uh, for another episode of POV. Jill, thank you as always for joining thank me. You. That was fun. Um, all, all of our links in the description, uh, socials, all of the, the places where you can donate, sign up for things. They're all down there. Check them out. And for now, that is another episode of POV, guys. Thank you so much. And we will catch you guys next week. Bye.